You're listening to Goat Rodeo. Keep an ear out for us. I'm Morgan Gibbons, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. Our story this week is called Rain. That's a story I really want to write about. I'm just not sure how I could, you know? I took a sip from the glass in my hand, tilting it up until the nearly room temperature liquid hit my tongue, finished it all, then set it back on the wooden table, rounded and large enough for at least three people, a paltry round table of nights we would make, my friend and I, the only two who shared it now. The server slipped by, deftly replacing my empty glass with one brimming full, and was this my second? My third? The mimosas were decent. White cranberry and champagne, though from the taste of them, more juice than alcohol. Cloyingly sweet. But that sweetness slowed me, and I wondered, just long enough to grasp the tail end of my personal Halley's Comet, grasp and cling to it as it battered me against the edges of the universe, hurled me into the farthest, darkest corners of myself, wondered if this was why I preferred bourbon, took my drinks neat with a comfortingly uncomfortable burn of whiskey, measured my drinking by the painful penance I paid as I imbibed, while I circled the edges of my shames and anxieties, if I paid the price of this pain at the beginning, the trail of fire left down my throat. The swelling of tears in my eyes paid it then, so I would not pay the sole price of staring at these caged pieces of myself once I stumbled thoroughly into intoxication. Shoved the thought to the side as my friend peered at me over the rim of her own glass, brows slightly drawn, and my eyes flicked briefly to the necklace that rested against her chest. Black joy, inscribed in a sturdy, golden font. Morgan, what is it you're trying to write? Sighed, uncharacteristically shy with her, when our friendship had struck up easily enough. A surprise and a gift that I wouldn't have recognized at a younger age. When it was easier to make friends, before the hurt of others scarred the trees around their hearts, before they began building fortresses of themselves, the path to who they were becoming overgrown, filled with the prickly briars of broken promises, of betrayals, of all the times they thought, what if, before I had stopped trying? I just, I want to sit down and really, I mean really, write a short story that finds a way to interconnect the horror in finding freedom in water and the joy my nephew felt in its discovery. There's, there's something there. There are things I need to tease apart in it. What things? I knew she wouldn't ask if she didn't want to know. Had learned early that she wasn't the type to ask for things she did not want to place the question between us out of some misplaced allegiance to societal niceties. And yet, I could not bring myself to tell her of the nightmares that spun from me, for weeks, months even. 
Nightmares where I found myself chained. The dread that lay over me so paralyzingly toxic that I would wake from these dreams unmoored. Would turn to trace the contours of my fiancé's face as she slept. Feel the warmth of her skin on mine as I curled up around her. Rooted myself back into the world. Staked my claim on reality with every slow inhale and exhale of her breath. Inhale. You are okay. Exhale. You are safe. Could not bring myself to share the vividness of those nightmares. The wooden planks that splintered beneath my feet, slicing into them, digging in, leaving a bloody path in my wake as I was dragged woefully to the edge of the listing ship. The thudding of my heart within the cage of my chest, choking me with the understanding that this would be it. There was no longer a before. There was only this. Now. The resolution in the eyes of the men chained to me. The decision having been made, the swift prayers, the tilting, the liberating embrace of the sea, sinking into a thing called death, disguised as freedom. It had stalked me, had chased me relentlessly until my nephew, so young, young enough that the world continues to inspire him, so that the fortress around himself stands open wide to those who would love him. A little one with an infection for the water so strong that the gods of the sea may have birthed them himself. Had stood beneath the gently falling rain, blinking sleepily up into the sky. Chubby hands grasping at the drops as they fell while he reveled in a freedom of another kind. The only kind he had ever known. Stomped his feet against the wooden planks that rested smoothly beneath him. Though they did not scar did not dig in. He turned to me, all wonder and awe at such an inspiringly mundane thing. Rain, he whispered, unsure, louder once he had tasted it, tilted his head back, mouth slightly ajar, before he nodded, and who had he spoken to? Rain. Stronger this time, definitive, and my nightmares ceased. I looked at my friend, tapped my finger against the rim of the table. You know how there's a stereotype about us black folk not knowing how to swim? What if that was taught to us? What if there's this history to it? What if because so many of our ancestors threw themselves overboard, so many escaped by muddying the waters behind them, what if we were taught to fear water because it was so often our route to freedom? It'd be cool, you know, <laughs> to write a story about finding the joy in the tides of the rivers and seas that we have been so long denied. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe? Morgan, you need to write this. And soon... I shrugged my shoulders, grunted noncommittally, but knew that I would, knew that I would write. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches, which actually marks the end of season two. Don't worry, I'll be back September 15th with a brand new story for all of you. 
But it'd be really awesome if you take a moment to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast app you use. And before I go, I wanted to let you know about the documentary film Check It. It's produced by Dana Floor and Toby Oppenheimer about a black LGBT gang in Washington, D.C. It's a beautiful film that reminded me of the resilience people find in one another, the comfort and community they can build when so many turn their backs to them, and the testament to survival that thrives within each of us. Please, please check out this film when you have a moment. It's available for purchase on lewisck.net, and I'll make sure to include it in the liner notes. And I wasn't promised anything by anyone. I just love the film that much. Until next time, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was produced by Ian Enright, and the music was provided by Ryan Little. <laughs>